Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Ho, ho, ho. It's only like six months till Christmas, bro. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it, right? How many shopping days till Christmas? Oh my I, I gosh. Just, I just cannot believe that we are actually on the last Saturday of March already. 2022 is burning by. Have you noticed I know. That? I'm burning by. Yeah. Well, I've noticed that not only are my kids getting old fast, but you're right. The year is going by. When you're thinking about 2022, filing week literally is in, in a month and a half for Washington State for elections. All the campaigns are up and going now. And literally, the, the stakes are getting higher moment by moment. When you think about the world politics when it comes to Ukraine, rising inflation, gas prices going through the roof, which I definitely want to talk about today. I know we have a guest as well. But first, we got to start off with, brother. You know how in our state we saw that literally over 30% aren't even meeting math and English standards, right? Because of all this woke education, right? And of course, then in Oregon, they removed the, the standards for English and math to graduate from high school. Well, we've got a Supreme Court nominee that was asked a simple question. Can you define what a woman is? And she said, no, I can't. That was like, are you kidding me? I, I, I We understand why she went there. They, you know. they taught me that in the sixth grade, brother. But um, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. So maybe I should be a Supreme Court nominee because I could tell you what a woman is. I have four daughters, brother. <laughs> well, this, this woman actually has two daughters, obviously. And so she knows... But it reminds me, remember Joseph back home when he was with Family Policy Institute of Washington. He went on campus over at the Seattle campus and Seattle SPU, and he asked college students if they can, is there a difference that. between male and female? Yep. And they had a smirk because they knew they couldn't say the truth because of the woke mafia, right? The woke mob, they would yeah. shut them down. Uh, so they were like stuck. Well, if I say the truth, I'll be called a, a bigot. So, so a this is basically the George Orwell scene, right? With an, I think that's the Animal Farm book, yep. right? Where you 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 have to agree to the lie, or you're going to suffer. Exactly and, right. Uh, yeah. And uh, and then of course we have the 1984, which was a little early. Um, I guess it's late, depending on. Okay, he should yeah. have dated it 2020. But uh, instead of 1984, right? Um, so yeah, we are facing, uh, you know, we are facing some stuff, and so uh, we are going to have to get up and say something, fight, stand up for what's right. Uh, mm -hmm. No more, uh, no more hiding, no more cowering. Uh, speaking of that, I, um, you know, I've been following for for quite a while now the the saga of Art Pulowski, a pastor mm -hmm. uh, from he's a Polish. Canadian pastor. He grew up in Poland, immigrated to Canada, and he became uh, quite famous from a viral video last year where uh, the the police had come into his church at Easter time, and he uh, he kicked him out, and he had choice words for them, called them Nazis and Gestapo and all this stuff, and um, has uh, actually came here. He was over here in the Seattle area uh, last summer. And uh, I didn't get a chance to see him, uh, but he uh, he stood up uh, with the Canadian truckers and now he's been arrested, denied bail, and they're basically keeping him in solitary confinement. Kind of sounds like the January 6th 
people, it really seems like um, if you're on the left, you can do whatever you want. But if you're on the right, uh, you're going to suffer. And so I think that's a, a lot to do, uh, you know, with what we're seeing right now. And boy, we have better set up and fight now or this thing is going to be over. What's happening in Canada, obviously, is what they want you know, here as well. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I, I've invited Cindy Chafian to come on. She's with freepastorart.com and uh, some underlying organizations, but I'll let her tell you about that. Hi, Cindy. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me guys. Appreciate it. So let's just, let's just kind of start at the beginning. Okay. So uh, pastor art immigrates to uh, Canada and he has uh, uh, you know, a ministry and, but he had a big fight with, with the Canadian government actually starting as far back as 2005, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. His story is really, it's very compelling. Um, it, when you hear his entire background, you know, obviously he came from Poland. He grew up under the boots of the communists. He knows what that's like. And then he has not, it's what's funny is that he's actually not always been a Christian, um, and you know, you have to really hear the story of what brought him to Christ, what brought him to God. Uh, it is nothing short of a miracle. So I'm just going to leave that there. I'll let people kind of do their own research. But since then he, when that miracle happened, he made a commitment and promise to pastor and to be the shepherd to the people. Um, and that he has committed himself to that. And because of that, he answers to God. He doesn't answer to the government uh, when it comes to how he preaches and how he, he reaches the people. And I mean, understanding that he's not doing anything that is, is violent or any, I mean, he's literally just speaking to the people. And so he has been in trouble with the Canadian government since 2005, because they have laws and rules where you can't preach in public. You can't read your Bible in public. So, so really just ridiculous draconian rules and he refuses to comply with them because freedom and well so, i mean the canada doesn't have obviously the u.s constitution sure. but they do have a, a document called the uh, rights and uh, charter Canadian, of rights the rights the charter of rights and freedoms which is very similar to the constitution there are a few little tweaks that give the government a little bit more authority per se in certain situations but overall one of the like the one of the first primary rights is the rights of freedom uh, or the rights of religious freedom. And so I have a quick question on that, just to clarify. But I don't know the Canadian uh, rights or the Constitution, if you will, mm -hmm. um, because our Constitution is very clear that our rights come from God, and our Constitution enumerates some of those that uh, that are supposed to be protected by government. Yeah. Is the Canadian one the same one where the rights come from God, or is this rights given by the government that the government um, can take them away? My understanding, I'm, I'm actually pulling it up because I'm not sure. a Canadian either. I'm, I'm okay. gonna, here. So I, I just know, so let's see here. So in guarantee, let's see, it says, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms guarantees the rights and freedoms set out in its in, in subject only to such reasonable limits prescribed by law that can be demonstrably de justified in a free and democratic society. Um, but the very first thing that says before that, whereas Canada is founded up upon principles that recognize the supremacy of God and the rule of law. So okay. one would think that it is founded based on natural law, right. basic fundamental un unalienable rights that are granted by our creator. Mm -hmm. So one of those is, you know, the, the rights to freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. So he, he abides by that. 
Um, and he has been in trouble with the law, the Canadian government since 2005. And, most and he of actually, been, he won though. I mean, it went, it went oh, yeah. through their courts yeah. and in 2015, he won. Mm-hmm. And they he said, did. you can't preach on the street. You can't feed the homeless and all the stuff that yeah. he does. But, but he actually won that and they kind of went away for a little while, but then all of a they sudden did. 2020 comes. Right. And we have, well, yeah, they, yeah, they went away. Yeah, he did win. He challenged it and he became very well known um, in the Canadian system um, politically and, um, you know, faith, faith wise. Uh, and yeah, they, they left him alone for a little bit, mostly. I mean, they've always kind of harassed him, but they, they mostly left him alone. Um, and then of course, COVID hit and everything was shutting down and he, I don't really know exactly what happened in the very beginning of COVID. I don't know if he shut down his church. I don't think he did. I don't think he ever shut down. Uh, I think he refused to close his doors um, and he continued to feed those most needy people. He continued to feed the homeless. He continued to feed the people that the government were essentially leaving out to dry. He, He wouldn't turn his back on them. And so, and this is my theory is that the government sees the threats to its power. And so when when it recognizes that the church is powerful because people come together, that is a threat to their system and they don't like that. So here's one pastor who is speaking up and saying, no, I'm going to do this because these people need God. They need help. They need love from the, from the people. And he's going to do that. And the government didn't like that. So he defied them. Um, and that became, he then became, subject number one to you know essentially under the government's you know literally gotten hundreds of tickets oh they they just constantly they were constantly harassing him they were ticketing him and he just he ignored it i mean he what's he's like okay i think i think he said he had like 30 30 or 40 covid tickets maybe more than that i don't even know i i I thought the funniest thing is why don't you just write me a million dollar ticket because it's it's all the same anyway yeah, yeah. He, he like, I want to be the it. first guy to get a million dollar. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, you know, he's he like inviting them. He, did. And, he challenges them. Yeah. Well, it's it, it shows the um, what it really is, right? That you're yeah. being punitive. You're you're yeah. basically made me an enemy of the state, like the old yeah. movie, which is yeah. kind of scary. Yeah. And when you think about it, that wouldn't happen here. When you see across this nation that every state governor, not every state, every leftist state governor like Washington shut down churches. When the first thing they did was yeah. identify and shut down this freedom of worship, our own rights given to us by God. And many, if not most, pastors said, okay, we'll shut down, shut right? Down. Because, yeah. you know, because of fear. And Art's saying, ah, now I'm, yeah. I'm going to follow God here. And so he's going to be hated, first of all, for those that don't want to comply. And the government is trying to make it an, event, an example out of him. Sure. And, uh, and we had, you know, in California, we had Cheon, mm-hmm. who, who uh, I think they all, everybody was like, yeah, two weeks to flatten the curve, right? Kind of thing. <laughs> but then all of a sudden they're like, no, nah, this is going on indefinitely. And you had guys like mm-hmm. Cheon that said, no, we're, we're going to meet again. Uh, John MacArthur you know, 80 something year old guy. And they're like, what are you going to do? I'm 80 some years old, right? Might as well open. And uh, they were, they were threatening in California, a thousand dollars per church meeting per church member. And uh, you know, so that's the same. So this idea that this is off somewhere in Canada, somewhere it's happening here. And then look at the January 6th, Mm -hmm. you know, basically Trump supporters 
in Washington, D.C. are still in the similar situation. So we cannot just say, oh, this is up there in Canada. We don't have to think, worry no. about Calgary or Edmonton or whatever. We look what affects one of us. The Bible says if you're if 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 one of us suffers, we should all suffer with them. Right. It's like we're yeah. we're all part of the body. And uh, so it's so important. And now I, I want to know just a little bit about Cindy and why you got involved in in supporting this guy, because I just think it's amazing and it's wonderful. And I just want to, you know, honor you for that because, Aww. you know, Thanks. God bless you. Thanks. So it's funny. I've actually um, I've I've actually been involved with political activism and and organizing for about 15 years. Um, what, what we didn't talk about this, but I actually organized the rally in Washington D.C. the November, December, and then January 5th. I organized those. So I, we didn't talk about that. So I've I've been a longtime organizer, and when I saw Arthur's video that went viral um, that Easter last year. Was it last year? God, it seems like it was so much longer. Um, <laughs> two weeks to flatten the curve, right? Right. It's been like a light, like four lifetimes. But um, so I saw his video. I didn't know him. I had, you know, I saw this guy and I thought, this is the kind of person, like, this is what we need. This is what everybody should be doing. We should all be, because I've, I've said from the beginning of this, don't comply. I don't wear a mask. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, the government only has as much power as people afford it. We're the ones in control. We are the government. These people don't have dominion over our lives. Don't comply. And so I, when I saw Pastor Art doing that, I was like, oh, that is what we need. We need his voice. We need him to light the fire of freedom in some of these pastors in America who are like, oh yeah, let me shut the doors. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I did, I said, God, you know, if you have, if you afford me the opportunity to meet this person, I said, I will get him in front of as many people as possible. I'll get him in front of as many churches as possible. I will do whatever I have to do to get this man's voice out there. Well, when you say that, I didn't really expect <laughs> that. to. I did not expect God to say, oh, okay. Wish granted. Um, but literally by June, I was working with him. Uh, I just happened to be, you know, just through this happenstance, this, you know, people that I was working with at the time, the connections there. And the next thing I know, he's on a podcast and he's saying, you know, I'd love to come to the States. And I was like, I'll get him here and I'll take him, whatever I have to do. And it was actually only supposed to be, I think it was two weeks. It was like a two week tour that we were going to do. And we only had, like, I didn't even have it really planned out from the very beginning because I wasn't even sure he could even get to the States because of what had happened. I knew he had, I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to get in. So once he did, I picked him up from the airport and I'm like, okay, here we go. And you know, it just, it was out of the gate from there. And he, what, what was supposed to be a two week tour ended up turning into a almost five month tour. And I, the demand was there. He is such, he is such an amazing powerful speaker in person I, I love the part of the tour where he goes to portland oregon and they yeah. basically attack him yeah. and they knock over the speakers and all this stuff and then yeah. he's like oh yeah i'm staying in portland he's back the next yeah. day i'm like yeah. bring it well I'm like well, i love this guy yeah we actually well and all okay so that actually we were not there that second day. We, unfortunately, so that was a really interesting situation. We knew going into that, that because he and I talked and we said, uh, we had been invited to Portland 
And mm-hmm. I was like, heck yeah. And he was like, heck yeah. And we went to, we knew that we were going to go into essentially the heart of Portland. We knew what we were, you know, we're not dumb. We knew exactly that there was going to be opposition. And, um, and there was, there was some ramblings of, you know, Antifa going to, they were going to show up. And unfortunately there were some agitators that kind of inflated the conflagrated the situation. But when we got there, yeah, they came in hard and, I'll never forget, we were standing, the Portland police actually, we, okay, so if you're familiar with Portland, they Uh they had the, um, I forget the name of, it was the Wisconsin, not Wisconsin, oh my gosh, help me here, it was the the mast, the um, battleship mast, there's a battleship park. The the battleship park, yeah, I know where it is. Yeah, Yeah. so there's a a mast that's in the battleship park, and we were supposed to meet there. It's the USS Oregon, by the way. Just Oregon. okay, yeah, that's right. I couldn't remember the name. Of it. <laughs> I should know that. Thank you. So I have the Wisconsin here in Norfolk. So that's that's where my head. Right, head right. Is. So I'm like, what is the name of that ship? Oregon makes sense. But anyway, so we were supposed to be at the battleship mast doing the you know doing the rally there, mm-hmm. and the Portland police the night before contacted the local organizer and said, no, we're going to put you down at the other end of the park. Well, I'm not familiar. I had no idea. So we get there and I tell Art at the time, I'm like, okay, you need to stay back with, we had one person that was kind of doing security for us. I said, you need to stay back with him. I need to go see where we are. Like, I want to see what the, what it, what it looks like. I was, you know, I've been around for a while. So I was like, okay, who's, who am I looking out for? I knew what I was looking for and I wanted to be able to tell our security. Okay. They're right there. And they're right there. So I was essentially looking for scouts because I knew that they were there and um, cause I know how Antifa operates. And so I get there and I see this and I'm like, this is not good because they literally had us. So they have at battleship park, the, the mast is in the middle and to one to the far end is what's called the Saturday market where there's lots of people. There's all, you know, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. bustling Saturday afternoon, lots of people. And then at the opposite end, there's nobody, nobody's down there. There's no traffic, there's construction. And I was like, this is not a good situation. So I'm walking around and I'm looking and I'm making a point to, you know, point out people that I, I know are feeding information back. And there, we didn't have a large crowd. And I knew that we wouldn't have a large crowd because when I put the word out, I kept getting emails from people saying, you can't do it in Portland because it's not safe. And what people don't understand is like, that is precisely why you do it there. That's right. Because when you run from these people, you give them the authority and you say, we're not willing to stand up to you. Mm -hmm. And you, you see that power, you see that land, you see whatever it is, whatever they consider theirs, when you don't fight for it, it becomes theirs. And mm-hmm. so Arthur and I both said, well, no, we're not going to let this happen. You know, the, the people of Portland need this. The pastors were asking, you know, Lou Wooten from River Church there, they wanted people to stand up. And so what better way to do that? So we did it. And with we hadn't even got it started yet. And this line of probably 30 or 40 people, like massive crowd of Antifa come in. And they did. They started attacking almost immediately. And they threw, they threw everything, a lot of the equipment into the river. They were set. I mean, they, these people were vicious. They were setting off tear gas and like, Mm -hmm. um, concussion, is it concussion grenades? What are they? Percussion. Yeah. Percussion. Percussion. Thank you. 
Mm -hmm. um, just setting them off, you know, women and children, there were babies in strollers and they were throwing firecrackers. I'm like, you got, it's just evil, evil, evil people. But what they wanted was for us to, to run away. Right. And what was really frustrating is that the Portland police watched it happen. They yep. watched it happen and they did well, nothing. Under the mayor down there who supported Antifa, who stood with oh, Antifa, sure. yep. uh, who employs the police officers. Little Timmy Wheeler. This is state-run mm -hmm. terror, basically, you know, where they actually Absolutely. have encampments for the Antifa to camp and, out. And for see, the that's and that's the reason I wanted Cindy to come on the show today, because, you know, this is not just in Canada or Australia. Right. It's it's at every level in every Western republic, mm -hmm. democracy, whatever you want to call us. And they're testing us mm -hmm. and they're trying to see what they can pull over on us. Right. How yeah. far? And Jay Inslee said, yeah, remember, Jay Inslee said, they gave me their consent through their compliance. Right. Exactly. What, as long as we comply, exactly. the consent. But, you know, yeah. Doug, you mentioned what you liked about this story. What I what stuck out for me, of course, we're different, obviously, but when she talked about how she first saw Pastor Art, right, his courage, his boldness, right? She, uh, do you remember when we have courage? We talked about it for years now. Other people are encouraged to step mm -hmm. up and have courage as well. It's like this fire. And the second part of that was, here's a guy who's facing fire in a different nation. Yes, it's our sister nation next across the border, but a total stranger to him who has the right skills called by the Lord, right? Was the one to step up and allow him to help. And think about this. It's like, that's encouraging for all of us to step out in faith, knowing like, hey, there's no one around me. God's got somebody or some buddies that's been designed and purposed and prepared to help you hit your goal or to achieve God's call on your life. So for Pastor Art, Cindy, thank you. I mean, but it's great though, but that right there, yeah. is he didn't know you and, and now he does. Now you're close, a five month tour and it's yeah. not over. No. But well, first of all, thank you for responding and saying, hey, I can offer, I, I have something to offer. <laughs> I didn't well, know we, what I was we, gonna do. We don't know, you know, we don't know what the outcome's gonna be. Let's let's move yeah. up, let's bring this up into 2022. For so sure. uh, yeah. Art goes out and he supports the Canadian trucker convoy mm -hmm. protest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they say that's in violation of the terms of his probation or his release or whatever, and mm -hmm. he's inciting violence. Um, of course, there was a lot of violence in the Canadian uh, trucker protest, all from the government, yes. right? <laughs> as they stole their gas and their wood mm -hmm. and all that. But um, th then what happens? Bring us up to today. Yeah. So he, so when Art went back last year, um, we, he had been talking to, uh, he basically started the solidarity movement and, you know, there were a lot of people in Canada that were standing up and, you know, you fast forward to the freedom convoy, the Canadian truckers, um, what Art did was inspire those leaders to stand up. So he was really integral in getting people fired up and saying, look, we do have the power. We do have the authority. Um, and so when they were establishing their plan, they looked to him as a as somebody who would who was inspiring. Um, and Arthur went down to the to Milk River, down at the Coots border, I believe it's Mont it's the Montana, um, Alberta, Montana, Calgary board, Montana, Canada border. And he just did, you know, he did a little sermon, he gave a speech, he didn't incite violence. What he did was speak from experience of his life in Poland and how they broke the movement, how they broke the government's will over the people in that way, the solidarity movement. Um, what's and you crazy, can see that message online. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. It's I mean, there. well, that's the thing. Like, so we wrote it. We wrote an open letter to Je- to Premier Kenny, to Jason Kenny, because he claimed that he was he had had incited violence and was essentially being a terrorist. I'm like, just watch the video. He doesn't say anything like that. It's, he's not. A, he's a pastor. He's he said we have to be peaceful, but we cannot let these people. Well, liars lie. Be, Li- well, liars do. Liars do what they, they do. do. They but lie. here's the thing: is like the government doesn't understand that what they are doing is violent to free people. Mm-hmm. Yes. They don't want to acknowledge that that when you demand that people put stuff in their bodies or when you demand that people give up their rights or when you demand that people not be able to to go grocery shopping like, yeah, we have it bad in America, but what's happening in Canada and it will come here if we don't stop it. Mm-hmm. These people were not allowed to go, if they didn't have a vaccine, they weren't allowed to go grocery shopping to go working. They're essentially making them starve like this is not that is violence against free people. We but saw we in Australia concentration camps, literally COVID yeah. camp, they call them, where they yeah. someone would get out and they would chase them down and arrest yeah. them. Like, and so it isn't that much different. Crazy. This is free countries where the government has taken, they know better for what for your health, quote unquote, yeah. your health than they do. Yeah. And any, any opposition or any um, discussion in the contrary to what they're saying is absolute truth mm-hmm. is taken as a threat to the state. This is so crap. Here in America, so we've heard uh, stories, okay, like the FBI went all the way to Alaska and arrested people that Mm -hmm. were present at January 6th in Washington, D.C. And if they had like a constitution on their coffee table, they took that as evidence. Oh, they must be right because they got a constitution. I'm like, the constitution is a sign of... You know, and that's that's telling, right? If 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 the cons if you have a copy of the Constitution and now you're an enemy of the state because you're holding, you know, this, the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. And then I hear all these people like, well, Canada's different; they don't have a Bill of Rights. Yes, they do. Yeah. So it do. is Australia, and and because the people are afraid or compliant now what they did, of course, they've disarmed Canada, they've disarmed Australia. They don't. I mean, they, you can get a hunting hunting rifles and things in Canada, mm-hmm. Australia, I think as well, but not, you know, not like here. Um, yeah. And, and so, you know, this is probably the next big attack we're going to see in America is that, you know, sure. trying to disarm us as well. And, mm-hmm. um, but it's shocking, isn't it, Cindy? I mean, just the way he's being treated and yeah. then, and then you can extrapolate that and it's happening on the fringes. It's not mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just so thankful for someone like you that's put up this website, who's putting it out there and people can go there and they can donate. And what happens to the money when they donate money? So the, the money goes to help support the family and their ministry. It helps to support the efforts here. Um, I've done billboards. I've done, um, I've done some digital billboards. There was a billboard in Times Square. Uh, it goes to, I'm working on getting legal assistance. So one of the things that I'm doing I've done, I'm in communication with the family daily and I get updates and I, because this is not their wheelhouse and it's mine, uh, I do have the connections politically. So I'm trying to essentially have Arthur recognized as a, as a political prisoner of conscience because Mm -hmm. yeah his religious freedoms have been infringed upon. That's a legit. That's completely he legit. Is, that's he good. is a legitimate prisoner of conscience. So if you go to freepastorart.com, there are open letters to these um, officials. There's an open letter to Congress because I'm trying to get members of Congress to recognize what is happening because it's in Canada. 
But if we don't stop it in Canada, if we don't stand up for somebody, it doesn't matter where it's happening. If mm -hmm. we don't stop the oppression, it will come to our doorstep and it will break through our door and it will burn our house down. Because that's yep. and that's what's happening. Arthur so, came last year and he talked about that. He warned people. Yep. So I have a question for you. This is this tag segued really well into the question I had. Because okay. at first, uh, last year, Doug brought this up on the radio, how he was just amazed at the, the boldness, how, how it was cool, how he didn't care if he got arrested. Mm -hmm. A year later, obviously, with, with the convoy, we're seeing the, the, the people push back and the support. What happens a lot of times, especially here in America, you have a news story people pay attention to for the moment, and then they're on the next news story. It's Ukraine now. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. And they've forgotten about uh, Art Pulaski and other people like him that are in jail. People like you keep on the fight. So how is that attention and support going as the like sort of the media has moved their eye somewhere else? So I'm pretty um, I'm pretty vigilant about making sure that I keep it in the in the news um, cycle as much as I can. And I tend to work around like the mainstream media. Obviously, the only mainstream media that really covered it was Fox. Um, and of course, you know something really has to be happening, which I get that, but I'm constantly talking to podcasters. I send out emails. I work more on the grassroots level. I believe in going directly to the people to mm -hmm. keep the story alive. Um, and every, I don't send out emails every day, but anytime there's an update, I try to keep people updated. But the, the key is just making sure that you don't let it get lost in the shuffle. And that has been my focus since mm -hmm. He was arrested. What people don't know, well, some people do, but he was actually slated to come to America for a second tour. We had already planned it all out. It was going to be a, I think it was about two and a half months. Uh, we were supposed to be launching from San Diego last week, and then he got arrested. So I immediately, I canceled that, or I postponed that. I didn't cancel. I postponed it, and I pivoted. And now it became, okay, I need to get him, get him out of jail, get as much, you know, political authority behind this story. I, I'm, I'm trying to get it in front of members of Congress. There's actually a resolution in the in the Ohio State House that's going to be read acknowledging this. Kansas, there, I have a couple of representatives working on that. So you just have to keep doing it because mm -hmm. we live in a cycle. We live in a 24-hour news cycle, and that's mm -hmm. intentional. I want people to understand this. This is really important that people understand the, the administrators of chaos that are running everything, they want to keep you so distracted. They want you to not be able to know which end is up. We have to be paying attention to all of it. You have to widen your bandwidth and understand that unless you address these things, they're going to get away with all of it. So there are we really need to are win. We really need to win this fight. You know, we even do. though it's in Canada, you're not a Canadian. I, we're not Canadians, yeah. but but a lot of Canadians probably listen to this show because we're up there sure. in Northern Washington, Idaho, but uh, we, you know, we stand with them. We yeah. give that, we give money. We do what we need to do. We want to be, you know, when, when he comes to town, we want to go see him, encourage him, yeah. but we, we've got to win these fights. We these do. Fights we are do. not optional. We can't keep hiding and ducking. And, you know, um, I was uh, talking to a, a, a pastor a few days ago and he's like, you know, if Jesus is coming back right away, what are, what are people going to be found doing? Are they mm -hmm. found hiding or are they found serving him? Right. And, you know, we know that pastor art is serving him and he's willing to bear the cross, go to prison. I mean, he's like a modern day apostle Paul, right? He really is. Willing yeah. to go do this. And, and I believe 
that he's inspiring thousands of others to stand up as well. And that's why the Canadian government sees him as such a threat because, you know, and, and the neat thing is he's like totally like Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr. Nonviolence. That's his thing. I don't resist. He doesn't resist arrest. He just like, no, I'm going to, you know, if you want to carry arrest me or carry me, whatever. He just yeah. passively is so amazing. Comply. Yeah. I don't comply, I don't comply. with comply. Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and so um, a very, you know, it's a very um, uh, urgent need. Uh, so I just really, I'm just grateful that you came on. Again, sure. it's it's freepastorart.com, right? Yeah, freepastorart.com. And really quickly, I just want to point out before we close out, because I know you have to go, but I, I want people to understand that when we don't learn from history, we are destined to repeat it. And what I, if people don't know who, who Pastor Niemöller is from World War II, I implore you to go and research him and understand that what happened then is happening now. It's happening now. And if we don't stop it, it will continue to happen. We owe it to future generations to stop the slide. And it doesn't stop until people stand up. And which pastor was that? It was Pastor um, Pastor Martin Niemöller. Do you remember the, the um, First They Came poem? So he was a Protestant pastor in World mm-hmm. War II who opposed the Nazi, the, uh, Nazi regime, and he was arrested mm-hmm. and ultimately executed. So obviously we don't, you know, we're not pastors you know art is in jail we're not looking at we're not looking at that type of regime yet but you think about i love what you said about chaos though right because god's a god of order chaos Mm -hmm. is not from god it's created to confuse and distract us right Mm -hmm. when god's word says when we stand for him and his word we're going to be hated right so this is one of those things where they're trying education and here in america we have all kinds of topics where we're on at war spiritually culturally politically in many different ways and have been for years we're just now waking up to it and so i think it's it's been the enemy has has succeeded to a point much farther than we think they have so to to your point that what you were seeing in in the 1940s 1930s in nazi germany what we're seeing in these tyrannical governments now where we have this sense of freedom and yet it's only when when they're allowing us to do it yeah Mm -hmm. i I think you're absolutely right pay attention Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, well, thank you, uh, Cindy, for being uh, with us today. So much appreciate what you're doing. Uh, Keep up the good work and let us know if there's any updates. You've got my email now and uh, you know, let's, let's uh, have you back and let's stay on this. We don't want to just forget. We want to, you know, we don't move on to the next thing. Um, We want to stick with uh, protecting Uh, our rights and freedoms. When we stand up for Pastor Art, we're standing up for ourselves. We're standing up for our families, our kids, our grandkids, and everything else. And God bless you, Cindy, for for everything you're doing. Again, it's free, free, F-R-E-E, pastorart.com, freepastorart.com. Go there and make a donation. Go there and just check out. Sign up for the email list, and uh, let's stand together, and let's get this guy out of jail, and let's let's turn this whole thing around in all of our Western nations, right? Amen. It's so good. Amen. Well, thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Cindy. God bless. Guys, I appreciate it, you guys. Thanks so much. Have a great day. You too. So um, th- that's that's amazing, Marty. I mean, mm. you know, I I think I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm like her. I watched that video and I was like, oh my gosh, who is that? That is amazing. And you know, like when you and I tried to do the radio broadcast down there in Olympia and they, mm-hmm. they chase us off and we had to, you know, film them and all that kind of stuff. I didn't hear you calling them Nazis or anything, but no, I didn't call them Nazis, but still <laughs> like, this is not right. Come on. You're like a film. That's right. Exactly. Right. There's, there's this thing where we, I, I, I always bring this up and whether we're together or not, I talk about our interview with Kamal Salim. 
right? And he, and he chastised us as Christians of, of applying our good intentions, basically, on our enemies. When they're here to do harm to when they, when they ultimately have to lie to us, um, we say, no, they won't do that. We, we, we have sometimes give way too much. Yes, we peacefully protest, but we've got to be wise, right? The scripture says, wise as serpents, gentle as doves. Well, we're forgetting the wise as serpents part, uh, we're, but we're sticking with just the gentle as dove part. So you're right, brother. It was, it's, uh, you know, get him out of jail, keep him back on the pulpit, get other people like him to follow along, right? We're supposed to multiply, to occupy. And, and it, you know, this whole thing with Washington State, right? Okay, there's no more mandate, no more mass mandate, no more vax mandate, all that kind of stuff, right? But that emergency order is still in place. Yes. It's Did you see that on. Jay Inslee modified it? Um, he added that, you know, um, the, the vaccine mandate still for government employees and people that contract with the state and federal government still have to get a vaccine. So it's not gone. It's election season, brother. It is election season. That's reason. Fauci came out the other day and said, oh, there's another um, variant coming up. And by the way, we could go back um, in September, right before the elections, brother. This is, once again, very politically motivated. We'll give you a little bit of freedom, which is my next subject, brother. A little bit of freedom, which is not freedom at all. We're letting the leash lighten up, but we're still holding on to the leash. That's what we're saying, right? It's a dog who thinks they have freedom. Which Pretty brings scary. me the Democrats in Congress and the Democrats in the state legislatures, brother, they have an idea this week. Hey, you know what? Gas prices are really high. It's really hurting people, especially our voters. And so instead of actually fixing the problem by creating more production of oil on American soil, of allowing these permits to go forward, of starting the pipelines, of actually adding more fuel, if you will, to the global market, therefore dropping the price like all economics actually works. No, we're going to leave the gas prices high because we don't want them to be lower, but we're going to give you a $300 a month stimulus payment from the, from the federal government to offset the high gas prices, which we know is just like the paycheck protection. It's a temporary money. So they have to print more money, which causes inflation to go higher, prices to go higher and your dollars to buy less. But we go, oh, the government's giving me money. Therefore, I can vote for them, realizing it's a temporary fix with lots of strings attached. It, it's so it's the same thing. And so the, Governor Newsom is proposing a one-time $400 thing for the same thing. Election's coming up in California. His re-election is coming up this this November. And he goes, they're not very happy with me. I got like a 30% approval rate. Hey, tell you what, let's give everybody $400 uh, so they'll forget about the high gas prices without actually dealing with the high gas prices. Do you know that California and Washington have the two highest gas taxes in the in the nation? And some of them haven't even been put in place yet, my friend. So uh, this is those things where people are looking at this. They're going to try to, it's like smoke and mirrors. Yes, we'll give you a stimulus. We'll give you a, a paycheck protection so you don't work. When they shut down our businesses, arbitrarily picking winners and lures, if those that support the Democrat regime, government entities, they could do it, but private businesses couldn't. Oh, the certain businesses over certain size have to do this. Oh, we'll give you a little bit of money to maintain them, your employees on your payroll. But now they've got an investigation to the Department of Justice to investigate those that received paycheck protection money. The same thing's going to happen with the gas prices. They were artificially increased through bad policy or policy decisions. And then they're blaming it on everybody but themselves. 
And it's not a fix. They're going to buy you off or try to buy the American citizens off by a little bit of uh, money here and there with our own money. It's clever, but don't buy fall for it, brother. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is if they give you a check, um, then it doesn't, you know, you don't notice the other, you know, thousands that are going out of your, you know, check to the taxes and all, all the sales tax and whatever and the gas. Tax. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's Kabuki Theater, brother. Kabuki yes, I've Theater. heard that. Yes. So uh, Jay Inslee uh, signed the uh, magazine uh, limitation size limitation ban. I want to tell you, I was uh, talking with a friend of ours, Keith Swank, the other day, and he was talking about an incident that just happened in Seattle uh, where a, a Seattle police officer uh, killed a, a suspect. Mm-hmm. The suspect came at them. With a fully automatic weapon, a machine gun, brother. And uh, fortunately, the SWAT team guy was, a, you know, a marksman or whatever, took the guy out before anybody could get killed. A couple of cops were injured. Right. And, uh, and then I was coming home. I heard that earlier in the day. And then I watched uh, Tucker Carlson. And Tucker Carlson was talking about how they're having an epidemic of fully automatic machine guns in Houston, Texas. Right. They're saying hey, there's a drug war going on. It's on our border and no one's doing anything about it. And so, you know, they should make the large magazine ban only apply to the bad guys, because yeah, that- if they're coming at us with them, why do you need more than 10 rounds? Because the bad guys have a fully automatic machine gun. And as you know, brother, this is all tongue in cheek, but the fully automatic machine guns are illegal, but they're still using them. And so and what's driving that? The drugs. And why are the drugs coming over? Because the border's open. People think it, they put this in these rosy terms. It's, it's whatever. It's about politics and it's about making us less safe. You first defund the police. You disarm or limit what your citizens can do. You leave a porous border. You invite uh, illegal activity, uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, drugs, and, and uh, guns through. The guns come as a natural byproduct of um, delivering illegal fentanyl, heroin, and cocaine, and, and pot as well. And so we got this crime syndicate that is being precipitated or precipitated and helped along by these policies that, you, once again, if you were going to do anything different to destroy this nation, would you? And there's no. Everything that they're doing has made us weaker, has has emboldened our enemies, foreign and domestic, and has made us less safe. And so, once again, elections have consequences. Um, Cory Booker, not Cory Booker. I just want to just add one thing more on this this thing. They closed the Capitol campus for several hours before and after signing the bill. There was no threat, but it says the state patrol just said uh, it was a prudent precaution. You know, why are they doing that? Did anybody, is anybody going to go down there and blast away because they're signing a, a magazine? See, but see, that sets that stage. They're yes. painting a picture that people that own guns, people like Marty McClendon, mm-hmm. are bad people. They're going to go down there and start shooting up the Capitol if we don't do something about it. And so, like I said earlier, Kabuki Theater. And we have got to stop these people and we've got to get them out of office. Now I have some good news here in my district, 47th district, uh, house majority leader, Pat Sullivan is from my area. I've bumped into the guy at Safeway before goofy guy. He's not running again. 
Good. Our, our state senator from this district, Mona Doss, she not running again. Really? And so there, I know, I know these guys. Yes. They're not running because the writing is on the wall, and we're going to be able to go back. And we're going to be able to reverse a lot of this stuff. We're going to be able to repeal these taxes. We're going to be able to repeal a lot of this stupid green agenda stuff, this gun control stuff. But we need, you know what we need, Marty? A super majority because super we need majority. to override Overturn. Yep. Governor yep. Kings Inslee. Yep. <laughs> Kingsley. Yeah, I know Kingsley, right? Uh, absolutely, we have to have a supermajority so we can over overrule a a, a veto majority, yeah. right? Now, with this too, the um, we've seen this for years. About four or five years ago, I remember, and my my daughter stood out and didn't do it, and I, I'm grateful for them to having the courage to do so. But the local schools in Gig Harbor. The teachers had the kids go out and protest guns about gun violence, right? And you're thinking about this. It's not gun violence. It's violence created by a non-prosecutorial. Uh, we don't prosecute crime. We don't arrest crime. We defund the police. Crime is worse, right? With and So bad people get away with more, being arrested 70, 80, 90 times. The borders open, all this stuff. And they're going to use whatever it is, guns, knives, whatever three, it takes. Three times more people die from knife violence every year mm -hmm. than from gun violence. 10 times more people die from being beaten. Yes. Fists and blunt objects. Yes. Now gun, think about this. Though. Gun violence is very overall gun violence is very minimal and actually gun legal gun owners have prevented more crimes than any of the, the big mass shooting stuff. These eighth, ninth, and tenth grade kids were all encouraged by their teachers, yeah, to um, get into their head that it's guns, it's gun violence. So you think about these same people in four or five years from that point in time, which means now are now eligible to vote. Yep. You do this generation after generation, which they've been doing. That's their goal. So when, when we talk about education, when we talk about these things, we can fight and turn these back over, but they're in, they're inculcating, indoctrinating the next generation that doesn't understand the truth. And so we got to fight on every front, you know? Yeah, Otherwise, well, we got to yeah. tell the truth and we got to yeah. disseminate it. And that's why we have Doug and Marty versus the world every every week, brother. Exactly so right, man. Get the truth out there. But <laughs> you know, uh, how many uh, tenth graders are listening to our program? If you're if you're a tenth grader or so, please uh, email us. Honestly, <laughs> us if you're if you're in high school or junior high and you listen to this show, we want you on the show. Let us know. Email us, right, Doug at Doug and Marty. Yeah, I just did an yeah, and I just did yeah. a, uh, an event down at. Um, uh, wash, uh, Olympia with uh, Melanie Gabriel, 14 year old activist, uh -huh. you know, uh, two weeks before that, her hair was red and it was bright red, you know, like, like red, red. And then, right. uh, when she did this thing, it was blue. So I don't know if that meant she switched parties, switched parties. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying it, you know, and, and one of the things that just was really astounding to me at this event that we did, uh, she started off by lighting candles in remembrance of several of her classmates that committed suicide that did not yes. make it through the lockdowns. I mean, it yes. was a tearjerker brother. And you know, this, the death and the destruction that this woke culture is causing to our children. I mean, think about the, this massive abortion thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, uh, Patty Murray's come out and said that Idaho's abortion ban is going to be responsible for a lot of death. No, I think it's going to be responsible for a lot of life. But, um, you know, this is where they're at. The Texas bill that they passed, Idaho modeled their bill off of, they've said estimated 10,000 babies have already been saved, brother. It's just amazing because, look, people have to say, wait, I have to get an ultrasound. Wait, I have to look. There's, There's this thing where it's not an automatic thing. It's changing the language and giving parents, women, and their children the chance for life. It just, it, it makes perfect sense and it's the right thing to do. But the alarmist, why does the political left in this nation and some on the right as well, we know this, but why is this culture of death so prevalent? You know, th- this idea I, that I they- blame Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Uh, did you hear he's trying out for the Seahawks? Yes, I did. Yeah. I brought it up, brother. No. <laughs> oh, my God. He's not going to be a Seahawk. I hope not. I hope not. I know that uh, Pete Carroll likes to rehab people, give them a second chance and so on. But uh, no, don't bring him here. Um, just no. Uh, but, you know, we've had some things in, in Seattle where we had some players that no longer with us that were went off on that tangent, um, blaming police officers and saying things and, you know, bringing up the sort of the woke mantle. So I don't know, but if we just, here it is. But are you encouraged? I, I love having Cindy on. Here's someone that was encouraged to get engaged. And, and she's, we didn't ask her what she does on her free time. It's, it's just, yeah, right? I know we should have. She probably doesn't. <laughs> um, you know, we, the battle's not over. And no. I've, I've met so many people that are so discouraged and like, oh, we can't win and all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, no, we can win. And, you know, we've, we've had uh, massive st- statistics of people that, like you say, they, they're registered to vote, they don't vote. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've had, we've got a lot of people that are not registered to vote and, mm-hmm. and they're Christians and stuff like that. They can't, they can cheat. Okay. Let's get that abundantly yep. clear. Yep. We need to yep. have Tambourine Borelli on because she's, yep. she's running for secretary of state. And I'm like, she's got one issue. We're going to stop the cheating. I'm like, I'm voting for her. At any rate, um, we, we, um, if, we show up and hand them a crushing defeat. They can't cheat. They can cheat a point or two. A, I don't, a close election. They can, they can cheat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so what we need to do is not make them close. We need mm-hmm. to just get out and we need to do it. And, and we need every race covered brother, every yep. race in, I don't care if you're in the 11th. I don't care if you're in the, the heart of Seattle, let's run because if Ann Davis can win in Seattle, you can win. You know, these people can, you know, Spokane and all these things. Right. Let's not give right. up our future to these jerks. Let's not give up these the future to these perverts and these these murderers and these liars and these thieves. I mean, you know, you were talking so, so about Doug, what, yeah, what would you yeah. do if you were yeah. an enemy of America? Would you do anything different than the, what the left is doing? And you can you you're like, no, you destroy the economy. You destroy the energy sector. You would destroy jobs. You would shut down churches. You would disrupt the family. You would open the borders and let anybody in. That is it's just it's it's treasonous is what it is. Yep. And and so we've got to get rid of these people and then we've got to stay vigilant. And we got it when we, we when we get the victory and we're going to get it, Marty. Mm-hmm. Mark my words, you and I are going to have a second week in November. We're going to have us a heck of a show, brother. That's so right. All the wins, but we can't take it for granted. And no. we can't say, okay, somebody else is going to do it. We need every one of our listeners, every one of our friends, every one of our family and our supporters to do their part. 
to do your part. We have to hand them such a crushing defeat that no amount of cheating mm-hmm. can stop it. Mm-hmm. They, the left, the political elite, the Democrats, mostly the Democrats, but the political elite, the leftists are counting on our complacency. They're counting on us not rising up and pushing back. They're counting on what's worked in the past, working again, calling us names, um, trying to cancel us, whatever. That cannot work anymore. You know, it's one of those things where if someone was, I was playing a sports game or going to a, a boxing match, if they treated me in that regard, that would tick me off and I would double my efforts just so I could win. This is where we're at. This, we're not only fighting for our elections, we're fighting for our future, our children, our grandchildren, for freedom, for our very way of life. It feels like a movie in some cases, but it's that serious. And as, and as soon as we can all realize how serious this moment in time is and give it our full attention, we will win overwhelmingly. You know, but it's right now, it's like, like she said, we're being distracted intentionally. Let's stay focused on what the goal at hand. Go better. It's why we it's why we want to emphasize Art Pulowski. It's why we want to emphasize the January 6th uh, mm-hmm. people that are being held without bail in solitary confinement, without proper legal representation. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, you know, these are tactics of the Soviet Union. These are tactics of the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. These are the tactics. And, you know, one of the benefits of the Ukrainian war is that you can see how awful this, all this stuff is when it fully manifests itself. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's like here and there, but it's not just here and there. It's all of us. I mean, we were all being told to wear masks. We were all Mm -hmm. being told to social distance. We were all being told to stay home from work and to, and businesses going under and all these different things. And it's just the absolute uh, ridiculous resilience of Americans and our American system and, and our and our wealth that's managed to keep us afloat this long. But what we're seeing with this double digit out of control, uh, Pelosi Biden price hikes and energy uh, costs is just the tip of the iceberg. If we don't stop it this year, we need to stop it and we need to stand up now and we need to speak now, I keep saying our rights are a muscle, and if you don't exercise them, they atrophy and they are useless. Mm-hmm. You don't have a right you don't use. And this idea that, well, I can, I can say whatever I want. I'm an American, but I don't want to because somebody might cancel me or call me a racist or something. Oh, my goodness. Are you a racist? Then you need to change. If you're not a racist, tell them to shut up and stop calling you names, and let's talk about the issue. Exactly because right. See, that all the if that's all you've got is you know is the straw man or the the red mm-hmm. herring or whatever to distract from the issues, from the, the truth, is, from dealing with the truth. Yeah. Take your kindergartner and turn her into a boy. Yep. They're trying to take your your little uh, seventh grade kid and tell them it's better to be homosexual than to be heterosexual or whatever. And these things are these things are happening. They're not, they're, they're not even hiding it where it comes out on the news all the time, but they don't, you know, people don't want to look at it. I get it. You know, it's depressing, but you know what? We don't want to look at it and get depressed. We want to get it, look at it and say, that's not just, that's not right. And I'll fight it. And it's the reason we're born. It's yes. the reason we're here. Yes. It's the reason we were, you know, you could have been born in, in, in 
Somalia. You know, you mm-hmm. you could be a you could be a French person. You could be whatever. But no, you're here. You're an American, and you have the you know we have the torch. It's handed to us. And we need to keep it burning bright and hand it to the next generation. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is they're stealing our freedom. They're stealing our liberty. They're stealing our prosperity. America is not an an evil, wicked nation. We're the melting pot. We're the place. If we're so racist, then how many, how come so many Somalians and Nigerians and everybody still want to come here? Well, if, if it's, if it's hell on earth for black people, why did black people emigrate here? Millions. Yeah. Why did they risk life, limb and property uh, and everything they have to get here through the Southern border? Because we're the least racist country on the face of the earth. Exactly. We're the least racist. I know we got to go, but our government is gaslighting us. They are abusing us by by telling us what we see with our own eyes is not happening. So hold them accountable, brother. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's um, it's the time for action. Now we're going to pray. We're going to read our Bible. We're going to go to church. Thank God. Amen. uh, But we're going to stand up for what's right. And so just do it. And if you want to connect with us, you can go to Doug and Marty.com and uh, there's a contact button there. Uh, we so like to hear from you. Uh, people tell me they're breathless. <laughs> we cover so much stuck out of breath. But uh, we're here every week. Well, I'm Doug Bassler. And I'm Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. God bless you and God bless America.